You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Thank you for listening to this week's Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. Charlotte Greenway here on Friday the 18th of August. And in this episode, we'll be looking ahead to this weekend's feature meeting, which comes from Deauville in France. And then we'll hear from connections of some key runners at next week's York Ebor Festival. It's all go in Deauville this weekend as the Arcana August yearling sale kicked off this afternoon and then there's racing Saturday, Sunday with Sunday's two Group 1s, the Prix-Jean Romanet and the Prix-Morny, both sponsored by Nerland Bizikov's Sunday for the first time. Nerland Bizikov will be represented in both races by Pleasant Jane and Sacred Angel respectively and stud manager Tony Fry spoke to Nick this morning about the exciting new sponsorship venture. We, we've looked at sponsoring in the past, but now we're based in France and we have the stadiums to promote and everything. Um, this seemed like a good opportunity and it's a, it's a fantastic meeting um, during Deauville and all the, you know, the right people in the, in the place and they're all in a very relaxed mood um, during this meeting. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's something to look forward to and it's especially nice to have... Um, a runner in the two group ones and makes it even sweeter tell me about how you rate your chances in the two group ones you've got a, a horse trained in france in the jean romanet a horse trained in great britain running for you in the in the pre-morning um i'm sure there'll be far cleverer people than, than me telling you um how we're going to run but look, the fillies um the pleasant jane with fabrice um is a lovely big filly we think um we're at Deauville now and there's been a thunderstorm overnight the ground would be um, soft we think um, she'll definitely handle it uh, it's, a, it's a step up in class for her it's not a massive feel but you know it's, it's, a, it's a special day for the boss so I think it's important we can have a representative for him um, Secret Angel um, it, Charlie's very happy with her I don't think she's ground dependent she's tough, she's honest and um, we'll see how good she is but I mean again um to sponsor the race and have, uh, I think, a genuine chance in it with her is, is special for the boss. So, um, yeah, it's nice. Jason Hart, who will ride Sunbay's Sacred Angel in the pre-morning, also spoke to Nick this morning about the feel she's given him in her races so far and whether he believes she'll be up to this sort of grade. Well, we'll find out on Sunday, but obviously we've got Coventry winners, Norfolk winners, you name it, they're all in there. Um so she's done nothing but obviously improve from from winning her maiden to the Princess Margaret. So if she could take another step forward, that would be nice. What sort of feel did she give you in the Princess Margaret? You've ridden, listen, you've ridden big Ev, so you've ridden two of the better two-year-olds this season, and you ride the best sprinter in training. So you know what it you know what it takes to win a a good sprint. What sort of what sort of basic ability level do you think she's got? I think she's got a, a high class ability. Um, I thought the headwind that Ascot the day she won was uh, was very strong actually, and for her to be up in the firing line the whole way and to sort of keep going and then put distance between herself and the rest, I thought was very impressive. Um, I've, I'm under no illusions that she'll have to step up again in this field, but uh, I'd see no reason why she couldn't take another step forward. 
Now, the received wisdom is that when the rain comes, the Johnston horse's chances diminish. Is that likely to be the case for her or not? It's interesting, though, because obviously she's by Dark Angel, so they can sometimes handle a bit of juice in the ground. So that'd be a positive. Well, you never know until you try, but obviously going, taking a line straight through Dark Angel, you'd be hopeful that she might just handle it. Andrea Atzani is into his final month of riding in Europe before making the move east to Hong Kong. Whilst he may have been a little quieter than usual before making this decision and his name absent in some of the biggest contests, since he announced his plan to relocate, he's been on fire and could top off his European farewell aboard Simon and Ed Crisford's Van Dijk in Sunday's pre-morning. The twice-raced, unbeaten son of Havana Gray was very impressive in the Richmond Stakes, where he also proved that cutting the ground won't be an issue. And here's what Andrea had to say about his chances. I think he's quite smart. I thought he was, I thought he was very impressive at, uh, at Goodwood. That was on his second start. Um, I know the race caught up a little bit. With, you know, there was five no runners that day because of the ground. Um, but... You know, it could have done it any easier. He he likes to you know to get his toe in. It looks like him. There might get a little bit of rain on Friday. I I was there um, last Sunday and uh, Sunday just gone, and you know the ground was good to soft. So hopefully, if they get a bit of rain as well during the week, but um, you know the ground should still be on the slow side, which it, which she would perfect for him really. And uh, I'm now looking forward to him. Quite an imposing colt. How much do you think he had in hand at Goodwood? How much better do you think he was than the eventual margin? He, you know, he is, for, for, for a breeze up horse, Nick is a very laid back horse and uh, he's very hard to get, get a feel of him until you actually ask him to do something. Um, if anything, I'll end up getting to the front too soon on, on, on that very testing ground. And uh, in the end, he just got a little bit lonely. Um, he, he, uh, he's going to come on plenty for it. He took a big step forward from which he needed to from, you know, from Nottingham uh, to, to Goodwood. But obviously, he needs to improve you know, a lot more for next Sunday. Like you said, it looks like it's going to turn out to be a very, very good race, which it should be. But, you know, he's a horse that physically is changing and is uh, a sort of horse that'll be a proper horse for next year too, you know. Elite status went into Royal Ascot as the two-year-old we all couldn't wait to see after his national stakes romp. He couldn't quite get the job done in the Norfolk, where he finished third, but he got back to winning ways in a Group 3 over course and distance three weeks ago, and Tom Stanley spoke to his trainer, Carl Burke, this week to get an update on how he's come out of that win ahead of the pre-morning. Yeah, he's doing very well. Very happy with him um, since uh, he won the Group 3 there a couple of weeks ago, so he's due to travel out uh, later today. Um, just, just just touch on everything from that sort of, you know, blast on the scene Sandown performance to to where we are now. Well, he's always been a horse we really liked all the way through the winter. He's showing plenty and plenty of ability, and um, obviously won a little race at Doncaster first time up on slow ground, and you know improved again on that as they all young young horses always do, and then. Put up a pretty spectacular performance in the Sandown and Sandown to Ascot, you know, because obviously we realised, you know, they had a very good horse on our hands and planning these races in France, you have to give them certain in- injections, EHV uh, in- injections, and they can knock them around a little bit. And we had to give him um, a couple of those leading into Ascot, which didn't help, you know, they can spike the temperature sometimes. So, I think he ran under power at Ascot. I'm 99% certain he did. He didn't show his true form. He was beaten on the day fair and square, but 
we think he's a lot better than that, and I think he proved that uh, when he went out to Dover next time. Why did you go to, to France next time? I, I can't remember, forgive me, if that's the sort of route you've gone with the likes of Unfortunately's, etc., who've ended up in a morning. But is that was that always the plan, or did it did it just come up as a, a nice target? Uh, no, it was, no, it wasn't necessarily the plan, but um, after getting beat, I think if we'd have won at Royal Ascot, we'd have probably gone straight to the morning. But after getting beat, we wanted to, uh, you know, put him back on the right track and it was either probably go there or the Richmond and that was the easier option and as it turns out the ground of the Richmond was, was horrendous so um, I think we made the right decision. Yeah, go to France with the better ground as you do. Um, <laughs> what, what a, So did you, you were always looking to step him up to six as soon as possible? Um, not necessarily um, but um, Sheikh Mohammed Obeid, his owner, was um, after he won it, uh, at, even after he won so convincingly over the five at Sandown, he, he sort of suggested we step up. And I said, well, no, let, let's, you know, we're quick enough to go for the for the Norfolk. As it turned out, you know, I think we had an excuse there, but um, Sheikh Obeid was there. Uh, put me in my place afterwards and um, sort of said uh, I told you he's a galloper rather than a rather than a five furlong horse and that may may be true and and I think he, he was always going to get better at stepping up in trip but as I say I don't think he showed his true form at uh, the Norfolk What's your gut feeling about the morning? It's a very good renewal I'm just looking at the um, what's left in is 13 left in after today's forfeit stage Aidan's got four of those I would presume he's not going to run all four, so he'd probably take a couple of those out. Mm. Um, even uh, Bucanero Fuerte is, is left in as well. So I, I, I would imagine a few of these will come out. It could break down to sort of nine, eight or nine runners looking at it. Mm. And, we, and Valiant Force, I can see, is still in there. Was that the horse that, that, was the horse that beat you at Ascot, wasn't it? So. It was, yeah. So that will give us a that will be interesting. Mm. But no, I'm very, very. I think we've got a very, very high class colt, and um, you know he's a horse with a future. He's not just a two year old. Okay, uh, turning our attention to to York, if we can, um, uh, is Killian going to run? He's in great form. Yeah, the plan is to go for the gym crack. And uh, yeah, very excited. I think he's he, the step up in trip will definitely help him. Um, he's got a real good high cruising speed with a great um, with a great turn of foot. W- would the ground have inconvenienced him in the Malcolm? A hundred percent, but not just that. The draw as well. Uh, I think if we'd have had a, a draw, if, or if we'd have got into a position where Oshin Murphy on the second horse, he was drawn next to us, but on the on a, on the stand side. And he sort of kept us out of that position that we wanted on the rail behind tracking the leader, uh, tracking the winner. And I think if we'd have managed to get be in that position, I think we would have. I think I actually think we would have won the race. But you know, we we sort of had to bide our time getting over and 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 sort of come back round Oshin's horse, you know, behind him. And then we were sort of running on ground we didn't like down the hill. Um, and we just got a little bit too far out of our ground through no no fault of, of anybody's, and then we stayed on through really just class and guts once we got on the rail. But we always had too much to do, you know. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. He, so he'll go to the the gym crack um, elite status. Who's in that? Isn't going to run there because he's running at the weekend. Just some of the other group entries you, you've got. Obviously, the nun thought you've got two in it at the moment. Are they both likely to run? Dramatised and Marshman. Oh, and, Sil- and Silky Wilkie, and Silky Wilkie, sorry. 
Yeah, the only runner there will be Dramatised. Right. Um, the other two won't, definitely won't run. Um, Dramatised, I'm praying that we don't get too slow a ground for her. You know, she's in great form. It's going to be a hell of a race. But um, with John Quinn's horse in and uh, Archie's Colts, so right. it's it's a real, real, real true test. But um, she's in great form and she's, um, you know, wouldn't be frightened taking on anybody. Whether we're good enough on the day, we'll find out. Will you have Yorkshire Oaks runners, Novakai, Poptronic? All being well, yeah, they're both in great form, both um, targeted there, and um, as I say, you know, very happy. But again, very tough race as as, as most of the York group races are. And two, all the group all the horses. Yeah, aren't they just two in the lather at the moment? Dorothy Lawrence, Beautiful Diamond. Dorothy Lawrence runs tomorrow at Newbury. But that doesn't mean if she performs very well, she wouldn't um, have a look at the going again next week. But um, Beautiful Diamond definitely is targeted there. Carl Burke finishing off there talking about his runners at York next week. And I'm sure that the horse the Yorkshire crowd will be most excited to see will be John Quinn's Highfield Princess. And we heard from her jockey, Jason Hart, a little bit earlier. And in that same interview, he also provided an update on the star filly following her impressive win at Goodwood ahead of next week's Group 1 Coolmore Nunthorpe. Oh, she, she's in great form. Um, I've sat on her this morning and um, she feels really well in herself, so... It's her time of year. This is when she sort of comes to herself. And um, now I'm looking forward to the non-thought with her. Has she bitten you again? Because you said she bit you before before Goodwood and you thought that was a, a good sign. She, she's tried, but I've been wary of it, so I'm not let her. <laughs> so she, the fact that she's trying, that, that should, should encourage us. Exactly, exactly. No, she's in good nick. Um, really, excuse the pun, but no, I'm really happy with her and, and the boss seems really happy with her. So... Um, can't wait to get her back out at York. Uh, what are your other big rides over over the Ebor Festival? Um, I have Gem Jungle. He was a, he won at Goodwood. He runs in the handicap on the first day. Five four on handicap. Ballymont Boy. He'll run the, in the Acom. Um He was second in the in the Richmond. So obviously we'll see how that form works out on on Sunday. Um, I think the main one, obviously, of the week is Highfield Princess, though. Um, but we'll see what else we can pick up through the week, and hopefully we can pick something up in the in the Ebor, maybe. It appears the middle distance division at the moment is continually throwing up some fascinating clashes. And next week in York's Judmont International, three-year-old Paddington, who appears to have the world at his feet, will take on runaway Prince of Wales' stakes winner Mostadaf. And with Jim Crowley out serving his whip band that he picked up in the King George aboard Hookham, Frankie Dottori looks a pretty able deputy. And having sat on Mostadaf for the first time last week, this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, I was. I rode him the other morning. It's a beautiful specimen of a horse. Is you know, it's strong, and it's got a lovely stride. And he doesn't overdo really himself in the mornings, but you know, we know exactly what he can do. And uh, yeah, I'm you know, I'm excited. I mean, so you know, what he did in the Prince of Wales. I mean, I, I was pretty taken. So he's he's gonna, he's gonna be there with uh, every chance. Um, how, I mean, are you are you pretty confident in your own mind that you've got the you've got the weaponry to beat Paddington? Um, man, he's a good horse. In, you know, this is, you know, in the South it was a non-event. Paddington uh, uh, is still good. You know, he, he put Chaldean to bed in St. James's Palace when I was second in good style. And, uh, and he beat uh, Emily. 
So he's he's you know he's the moment the best free roll around. Uh, but uh, you know I, I think this is his test now. He's taking on you know a five length winner of the Prince of Wales. So. Um, it's, it's, a it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a different race than what he's, he's faced, you know, but I have no doubts that he's a, he's, a, he's a good horse because it looks like he only does uh, what he has to do. And he's, uh, it, it looks like he's still got something in the locker. So, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll give him a race and see what happens. Holly Doyle will be hoping that the Judmont International is very much not a two-horse race, as multiple Group 1 winner Nashua looks set to take her place. And on this morning's podcast, owner Imad Al-Sagar explained why they'll be taking their chance. Well, uh, next she's after she came out of the race, the Nashua, uh, very well. Uh, she's in great form. Uh, John... Goes then is very bullish about her and her uh, her condition, and uh, we thought yeah, uh, things didn't go well in the Nassau for many many reasons. It was a very tactical uh, race. The pace wasn't up to her liking, but we are putting this behind us. We feel that Nashua and in a great form, and she's entitled to have a tilt in the Judge Monty. Here's a que- here's a question I, I'm fascinated to to know the answer to. In your opinion, given that she's won a, a foul mistakes over a mile this season, and very impressively as well. In your opinion, is is her performing to her optimum more a question of distance, i.e., eight or ten furlongs, or more a question of simply having a strong pace to run at? It's a combination of both. Uh, I think uh, Nashua is a very versatile filly. She proved her versatility over a mile and a mile and a quarter. Uh, yes, the pace is, uh, we have seen that. We learned after many incidents that uh, she she wants a strong pace that will help her in the uh, final, uh, uh, final strides. I mean, final furlongs of, of any race. But uh, yes, uh, she is. She proven the, in the Falmouth that she's a, a very uh, strong filly with the, the tactical and the cruising speed. She's a very balanced uh, horse. That's why we will uh, plan to run her in the QE2 in, on October. Britain's richest flat handicap, the Ebor, is run on the Saturday of York, for which the favourite is this slightly mercurial Sweet William. The son of See the Stars is a half-brother to Irish derby winner Hurricane Lane, and having won his last three, it looks like he's still very much on the upgrade. He's won these on good to firm, good and heavy, so he's proven he's versatile, and his owner breeder, Philippa Cooper, offered a bit of insight into what sort of horse he is. He literally broke his tibia at the age of two, mm. and he had seven screws put in by Ian Wright at NEH, who mm. saved the horse. Then he had three four screws taken out four months later, so he had a long rehab program at Jane Allison's, and hence being stuck in your box for months would make you not sweet. So uh, he's an incredibly brave horse to have put up with what he did, and then to follow through with a racing career. When he first ran at Kempton, which was almost a year ago in September, he was 
three and a half, three and three quarters. And I turned up and I had a telephone call. I was sitting in the car park and it was John Gosden. And he said, where are you? I said, what do you mean, where am I? I said, I'm in the car park at Kempton. He said, well, I'm in the owners and trainers. Hurry up. And I thought, what's John Gosden doing Wednesday night at Kempton? And then I turned up and he said, I've come because I'm afraid of what he's going to do. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, he's a bit of a character. And that was an understatement. And he was rearing up and, and I got really worried because of what had been through and I thought he's going to smash his leg again. But Rab Havlin said, no, 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 it'll be fine. And he's a brilliant horseman, got him out onto the track. Of course, the minute the stall handlers approached, he was having none of it, rearing up, going mad. And Rab just waved them off and rode for horse into the stalls. I don't think that's ever been done before, the commentator said. <laughs> well, thank, I mean, thank, thank goodness you got him in. Um and he's, bloss- yeah, he's, he's blossomed ever since. So I'm looking at Sweet Williams now. They're a very pretty sort of um, purpley white flower. Um, it yeah. says, less hardy Sweet Williams will flower in their second year. However, hardier flowers bloom year after year. So he's a hardy oh, Sweet William, definitely. That's very interesting. I should have looked that up. He's, he's there a- you are. It's a hardy Sweet William. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Have a lovely weekend. And Nick will be back with you on Monday. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.